The Chet Topic Podcast Network. Two Angry Men. A podcast featuring a legendary baseball player and a legendary sports broadcaster. Two Angry Men. And now here's your hosts, Jack Cobbick and Denny McLean. Hi, before we start rocking and rolling with Denny McLean, I want to remind everybody, hey, if you live in the suburbs, there is only one way to go when you want transportation that's going to provide you with courtesy, comfort, absolutely the best in service. You know what I'm talking about for years and years. The name American Taxi has resounded with class and quality throughout the entire Chicagoland area. If you're thinking about the trip to O'Hare Field, the trip to Midway Airport, maybe you and a bunch of the guys want to hop in a cab from one of the suburbs. Could be Barrington, could be Winnetka, could be Arlington Heights, could be Glen Allen for a trip downtown for dinner, maybe a game at the United Center. You know what? Why not have that designated driver so you can just sit back and relax? Hey, Take it from me, Chet Kopic. As a long time, as a long time fan of the great people at American Taxi, and you don't earn, you don't earn the branding, you don't earn the status that American Taxi enjoys by just going out and being haphazard. You do it by treating people on a first class basis, by treating every customer as if that customer is the only individual you're going to have the entire day. Trust me, American Taxi, absolutely Unsurpassed. All right, welcome once again. Two angry men. Chet Kopic here in Chicago along with uh, baseball's last 30-game winner. And uh, let me tell you, I will die and go to heaven before Major League Baseball has a 30-game winner again. His name is Denny McLean. All right, right off the top, uh, there's a gentleman down in Orlando, Florida, by the name of uh, Eldrick Woods. And to me, uh, Dennis, no surprise whatsoever. Word is out. Uh, AP is denying it with uh, a little bit of... Uh, uh, assertion, but I think we can safely assume Tiger is going to play Bay Hill. In other words, get ready Augusta, get ready Jim Nance and CBS. The main eventer will be at the Masters. Well, I think it's going to be sooner than that. I think he's going to probably play either on a charity thing for a day or two, or he'll play the week before. Listen, the toughest thing in the world, I know, because when, when a player has an injury or when he gets suspended like I did, the toughest thing in the world is to come back and play the first day, mm-hmm. the first inning, the first, the first complete ball game. That, that's really tough. Your concentration, your, all your rhythm is, is kind of out of order. Everything is kind of screwed up because you, because you haven't done it in a while. But I will say this to you. If anybody's going to be a superstar on the first day to hit the ball, I mean, this would be the only guy that I could ever guess that could do besides Michael Jordan in his prime. But here, here's, here's what I don't understand. And, and I don't say this facetiously, although it's going to sound like it. He goes out and hires Ari Fleischer. Who the hell did he do a good job for the, the <laughs> President Bush? You gotta be kidding. I mean, all Ari, uh, not, and let me tell you something about Ari Fleischer. Ari Fleischer, with all due respect, and I know he was only carrying the, the choir's music, but the bottom line with Ari Fleischer is this. Every time he got on the stand or, or, or in the uh, press room at the White House, he lied and he lied and he lied. Weapons of mass destruction. This this weapon, that weapon. Saddam is doing this. Ding Dong is doing this. He knew it was a lie. He knew it wasn't the truth. So now what do they do? They hire one of the great liars of all time <laughs> to represent Arnold, uh, our buddy uh, Tiger Woods. Do you so, sometimes uh, think to yourself but, that but between... Here, but let me take this further. Let me take this further because you and I have talked about this. Bay Hill used to be owned by Arnold Palmer. Right. But it still is home more or less. So you've, you've taken, 
Arnold Palmer, folks, for those of you who don't know this, was the biggest party animal in the history of golf. I mean, there has never been anybody that approaches him until Tiger came along. Tiger obviously wants to get the new plaques. But I just can't get over the, the irony here, the coincidence, the all of this. Here he comes. He's coming back. Ari Fleischer, the liar, representing him. And then you've got Arnie Palmer sitting there having a scotch on the rocks watching Tiger figure out which broad he's attacking that night. All right, my friend. Uh, contemplate this for a moment. Uh, George Bush, basically. Liar, Dick Cheney, no big deal with Halliburton for uh, Iraq, out and out bad liar. Man. Uh, bad man. You throw in Carl Rove, liar, Ari Fleischer, liar. Bad man. I can see them all going on a weekend Boy Scout retreat with Tiger Woods. <laughs> <laughs> I can too. I'm going to tell you. You know what? If, uh, you know, there's an old saying that birds who flock together stay together, and that rubs off on each other and everything else. This may be really true. And you know what are they going to do for Tiger? Make him appear in front of children's festivals and children's oh. charities, and carry the 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 check and give somebody else another five hundred thousand. I don't get it. There isn't anything he can do, and I'm and I mean this. There isn't anything he can do to redeem himself, to gather all of the money that he's has lost. Now I think he'll make all that money, but I think it'll be in different areas now. Because listen, you can blow me over because there's two guys still running around this country that have made unbelievable, incredible, uh, unbelievable, incredible comebacks. One is the point guard for the Los Angeles Lakers, our, our little buddy over there. And then secondly, Magic Johnson. I mean, guys, one guy infected the woman with AIDS. The other guy accused of rape, and the only reason he got out of the rape is because he paid millions of dollars to walk away yeah, from Yeah, but him. Denny, that's why I think I'm the only guy in America right now who is bringing this point to the table. Everybody's talking about how badly Tiger is going to be treated at Augusta, even though Augusta is pristine and you have to, you're a patron, you're not a customer. There are going to be those people who are going to cheer like crazy for Tiger Woods because, you know what, for a lot of guys, for a lot of guys, hey, and I'm thinking about something. When Mike Tyson made his comeback after he came out of the joint at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, Nevada, against a tomato can named uh, uh, Peter McNeely, I remember white and black women standing on chairs cheering like crazy for a convicted fucking rapist. Hello? That's what I don't understand. That is what just blows me away. If somebody would touch one of my daughters or my granddaughters, I'd kill them. I mean, and and yet you've got the women standing on chairs, like you just said. Although you know what, I, I mean, you know, we all flip the channels at night, and you run across all these goofy, what they call reality shows. Although I suggest oh, to you such that junk. everything in these shows is about as real as uh, it's about as real as wrestling. Me throwing another fastball, and uh, the bottom line is <laughs> these women. I mean, look at the women on The Bachelor. They make fools of themselves. They make asses out of themselves. I mean, they're embarrassing. To, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't watch it. I see it for five minutes once because my wife, for some reason, she watches it. But uh, boy, I want to tell you, women, they, they scream and holler about wanting to be independent. They scream and holler about men shouldn't do this, no is no, and all this other stuff. And like you said, they're standing on the backs of the chairs screaming for Mike Tyson. Excuse me. All right, uh, my friend. Uh, let's move on to a quarterback for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. And let me uh, uh, let me qualify this one by speaking saying that the uh, the Pittsburgh the Pittsburgh yeah exactly the Pittsburgh Steelers right now 
are, are offering at best very tepid, very lukewarm support to their quarterback who has won a Super Bowl. Now, here's a guy who had a problem with a motorcycle. Here's a guy who previously had a problem with a woman. Now another problem with a woman. Right now, no tangible evidence. But the fact is, anyone who suggests to me that Ben Roethlisberger right now is not a bona fide car wreck waiting to happen, I think, is nuts. Okay, let me plan something on you. There was a story out recently that said 35% of the NFL players today and, and why this hasn't come out in a dramatic fashion, I don't know, because they certainly beat up baseball over steroids. They're saying 35 to 40% of all the players in the NFL use HGH. Oh, I, 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 I would buy that in a heartbeat. Okay, yeah. now, my next point is this. HGH, HGH does crazy things to people. It affects others more dramatically than others. Could this be an HGH situation that Roethlisberger's finding himself in? He gets into a, a, a romantic situation and all of a sudden thinks everybody says yes to the superstar quarterback. Now listen, let me set this up for you. The assault she says occurred. Now they're telling uh, everybody his story now is she fell and she hit her head. Yeah, okay, I, I, I believe that like yeah. my fastball's coming back. She was assaulted, apparently. Now, when he comes out of the altercation, whatever happened, he walks over to his buddies and two cops who are escorting them that night, and he says to them, listen, I didn't have, uh, I, I did not hit her, I didn't hurt her, and I, there, this was not consummated. Why would you say that yeah. coming out of a bathroom? Yeah. Why, why not say this? I touched her, I had a ball with her. I grabbed her uh, front porch, the whole nine yards. But, oh, by the way, we didn't consummate her, so I'm Ben Roethlisberger. Therefore, please let me go home. Or better yet, yep. let me go back to my birthday party. Yep. And, I mean, and here, here's one more thing. I know you said there was no evidence. The, the head injury was pretty severe, apparently. She went to the hospital. But that isn't the thing that everybody should be worried about. If you're a fan of Roethlisberger, and apparently the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers are not really supporting him the way we would think they w would have. They have taken a specimen from the girl. He is denied touching her, you know, uh, sexually in, in that manner, consummation. The bottom line is if that specimen comes back with any kind of consummation, this kid is in ton of trouble, and that other civil lawsuit, of course, then really picks up some energy out in Vegas. That woman sued him, too, for rape. Hey, my friend, uh, you know this better than I do, and I have a pretty good awareness of it. You deal with Latin American ballplayers, Venezuela, Puerto Rico, Mexico, the Dominican. When they're unhappy about money or when they're unhappy about uh, at-bats or they're unhappy about the fact that they got yanked after four and two-thirds because they got rocked, uh, they will from time to time say, uh, you don't respect me. I am not being respected. Uh, there is a, a natural machismo factor with Latin American ballplayers that exists. It's a fact of life. My, my question for you is this. If you're a 60-year-old Charlie Manuel at uh, Philadelphia, if you're Joe Torre now, you know, out with the Los Angeles Dodgers, even a guy like Joe Girardi, Jimmy Leland, Detroit, whatever the case may be, how tough is it in today's environment if you can't speak Spanish? And by the way, Hawk Harrelson told me he thinks to be a manager today, it, you almost have to be able to speak Spanish. And I tend to agree. How tough yeah, is I, it to deal with Latino ballplayers? 
Yeah, I think I think he's absolutely right. You you got to at least be able to understand the Spanish guys because man, they'll they'll rip you a new one real quick in their in their native language. Now, let me say that one thing about Latin ball players that I saw while I was playing, and it's been a number of years. Um, yeah, they really got this machismo thing. There's no question about it. They 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 really try to define a Latin American guy, whatever that is. You mm-hmm. put your own definition to it but they all think they're tough guys to begin with uh when i played winter ball the one year down in puerto rico god everybody had a gun and a knife except me i'm scared the hell out of um that's what i don't understand they're all these machismo guys but they're all carrying guns and knives hell a, a, a seven-year-old can carry a gun and a knife but this is what they do my friend this is what happens it's happened in detroit it's happened in la it's happened everywhere especially in boston too they form these Latin American groups on these teams, and one guy gets peeved. He tells the other guy. Yeah. The other guy gets peeved, and all of a sudden, you got six or eight or ten Latin American ball players. And you know what? All of a sudden, they quit. They have absolutely quit. And once that happens, no manager in the history of the game can bring them back to the center of the field for them to participate again in the in the appropriate way. They can ruin a guy quicker than mustard gas. I'm telling you. And it's just too bad that they – and they get away with it. I mean, they just get away with it because they're making much more money than the manager combined, and the baseball team, the owners, certainly don't want to lose their better players. And normally, who are the better players? They're Latinos. Let me uh, give you one you're going to find very intriguing because I know how much you love the Chicago Cubs. The okay. Cubs, uh, have, Cubs have gone around the block 15 times. They've decided no Jumbotron at Wrigley Field. For cosmetic reasons, also, they really can't get the deal they want. Additionally, down to the Jumbotron would have to be built off a rooftop on either Sheffield or, uh, or Waveland Avenue. What they're going to do represents the new revolution. It's part and parcel of what we're doing right now, social media. What they're going to do is fans who come into Wrigley Field beginning in 2011 with iPhones, or I guess with, you know, upgraded Blackberries, whatever the case may be, they are going to be streaming video, audio, statistics. In other words, Joe Fame will be able to sit there, and here comes Aramis Ramirez, or here comes Derek Lee up to plate, and you, you press his name. All of the stats will be there, his record against the rival pitcher. You'll see his last home run, what he's done that day, what his batting average is, what his batting average is against the pitcher. It's being done with an operation called uh, uh, clearweb.com or, or clear.com, but whatever the case may be, they expect to make, I mean, yeah, millions beyond millions with this deal. Well, you know what? That's kind of good news for the great game. I mean, the great game at least. I mean, the great game is the first game to really step forward with IT, right? I mean, no question about it. They jumped ahead of the football leagues. They jumped ahead of basketball. Certainly jumped ahead of hockey. My God, hockey. I'm not even sure if they're on TV still. Um, but <laughs> they're on versus only, only nobody knows that, including versus. That's exactly right. And, uh, you know, and you bring up, I love the term social media, which is going to lead me to LeBron here in a second. But, listen, baseball has always been smarter than most. We were the first ones to organize. We were the first ones to get some things done monetarily for players. We were the first one to get players. And all of that's got kind of a, an edge of IT to it. I mean, it really took some balls to do the things that, 
the players did starting in the early 70s. And it's been carried on, and the game is, is better for it. And, you know, maybe the Kansas Cities of this world, maybe the St. Louis's of this world, although they don't have much trouble winning, uh, maybe some of these poorer teams will quit bitching and pissing and moaning about not having enough money in their market. Maybe they'll get some of this dough. Maybe they'll make a lot of money, and they'll start to be competitive. Because I think... There are teams in baseball you should kick out of baseball, one of them being the Kansas City Royals. I think they should be sent to the Dominican how about Republic. The, uh, how about the Tampa Bay Devil Rays? Oh, well, there's another one. For taking, about, for, for, for taking all the revenue-sharing dollars from the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees, not putting a damn dime of it into ballplayers right. or into their farm system, but just pocketing that dough. Yeah, they put it in their bottom line. I mean, isn't that kind of stealing? Isn't that kind of fraud? Well, if if it's not, it certainly violates the basic premise of what you know uh, Bud Selig had in mind with revenue sharing. And if I'm if I'm George Steinbrenner, and you know, of course, right now George is off in the clouds, and you know, we've we kind of lost George due to uh, Parkinson's and, and dementia. But yeah. hey, the fact is, you know what? If if I'm the, if I'm the Steinbrenner family and I'm I'm kicking out all that dough, I'm pissed off sky high. They have every right to be. And just think of the money the major markets are going to make with this thing. Chicago, New York, Boston. I mean, it's going to be a humongous. It's going to be more money than what the franchises are going to be worth. I'm telling you, that's how big it'll be. Now, uh, one, one last good item, LeBron James. There's a lot of conversation going around right now that he's going to the L.A. Clippers. Right. He can write his own ticket there. He can get four years, $100, $125 million. And I've got news for you. First of all, he's not leaving uh, Cleveland. He loves living in Akron, Ohio, for some reason, you know, where the mob is based. He loves it down there. He knows everybody. I thought the mob was in Youngstown. Well, Youngstown, Akron, it's it's the same, uh, you know, twenty mile stretch, and uh, believe me, I know. And uh, uh, but you know what? Here's a kid. Here's a kid. You cannot say this about very many people in any sport. This kid is the only player in the NBA today, or the NFL, or whatever league you want to call it. He's the only one able to go into a city right now and make a difference in that franchise. I'm telling you, if he went into L.A. and played with the Clippers. What a rivalry that would be with him and the other guy with the Lakers, number Kobe. one. And number two, nobody does in, in any of the sports today, nobody does the dog and pony show like he does. He is the ultimate definition of the dog and pony show. He's just great for the game. And more than anybody in NBA history, and who knows, maybe sports history, does more for his team and his city and, and, basketball overall than LeBron James. And, and, you know, I mean, this kid, not only has he got the, the walk and the talk, but he can play, pal. This is something. I think he's, and i got to tell you this, no one was a bigger Michael, Michael uh, Jordan fan than Denny McClain was, and I think this kid is better. I agree. Never thought I would say that, you know, but he is. He is. And I'll tell is. you why. I'll tell you why. Physically, at this point in time in their respective careers, at this age, Michael could not have guarded LeBron James. You're Nobody right. on God's earth can guard, can guard LeBron James. You know, Denny, it's, it's interesting about the Clippers. One thing that, you know, I'm, I'm watching one of the, I'm watching one of the, one of the morning palookas on ESPN yesterday talking about the fact that with Dunleavy gone as head coach, uh, the door is now open for a brand new general manager, a brand new coach, and that in their quest, in the Clippers quest, you know, you know, Donald Sterling has had that rotten ball club for years, and, and Donald Sterling has just been uh, an yeah. atrocity as an owner, for heaven's sakes. Terrible. But, I mean, 
it's not beyond the realm of possibility. And think about think about the consequences of this and what it might mean. For example, and I mean to me, I just see I just see negatives with capital lens all over the place. The suggestion that LeBron, if he talks with the Clippers, the Clippers might say, "Here, here is your max out contract, all the dough in the world." Uh, we will very quietly guarantee you a ton of endorsement money, uh, immediate entree into the Hollywood scene, and also, by the way, you name the coach and you name the general manager. Yeah, I agree. Now, now tell I me agree. how. Tell me that's not perverse. I, I'm telling you, it's. But you know what? The Clippers haven't. The Clippers can't beat you and me. We, we both know that. The, you the and Clippers I, are the Detroit Lions. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Lions are are, are just the worst. Uh, situation you've ever seen, and I, I just don't think they're going to win more than four or five this year. I mean, that'll double what they won last year, by the way. But you know what? Um, LeBron is going to be able to call every chip that he wants with these guys if he goes. But I'm going to tell you what. Yes, he gets out of hand once in a while, and his dog and pony show may go over the top once in a while. But I want to tell you, living in Akron, Ohio, living in that area of the country has kept him grounded. You know, he hasn't gone nuts like some. Well said. Well said. You know, and I think if he stays there, he will be one of the greatest athletes in the history of, of Major League Sports. Now, one other thing before we leave. You were talking about two knuckleheads in the morning, or one knucklehead. You're not talking about Mike and Mike, are you? No. no. Oh, no. I am. How the hell are they on the air for ten years? <laughs> it beats me, pal. <laughs> I, have, I have no freaking clue. <laughs> <laughs> I have no freaking I, I, clue. I can't get over it. I, I just, you know, I, I, I watch them about once every month just to see if they're still on. And um, I don't, you know, I'm not going to sit here and criticize them. I mean, they're, they're probably both pretty nice. Although the one guy's out of Chicago, right? The one yeah, guy, Mike Greenberg. I, I, I always thought they'd run them out of Chicago. But because <laughs> if you ever took the word I out of Mike Greenberg's vocabulary, that man wouldn't have two words to say all morning. Well... And with that, Mr. McLean, you uh, enjoy the balance of your evening. And uh, might I say that I, I concur on about 94% of what you just had to, uh, to say. Once well, again. Let me, give you, let me give you the parting shot. Thank God. Ladies and gentlemen, let me make an announcement here in case you haven't heard about it because it was not widely covered yesterday in the media. Uh, in sections of, of the media around the country, yeah, somebody mentioned it here at the end of a sports here and an end of a sports phrase here. But you know what? The WNBA has been saved. Marion Jones is yeah, I know. now I know. there. I'm telling you, this is unbelievable. Who the hell watches that league? Nobody. 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 It's it's like it's like it's versus. Tragedy. It's like versus Denny. It's all yep. an illusion. It doesn't really exist. It's a tragedy. It's a it crime. Really it really is. is. I don't understand why it's there. <laughs> I just don't understand why the league continues to go. I mean, because you know it's a dead loser, no matter how you structure it. It's a dead loser. And I'm not, you know, listen, I'm not diminishing women. I got six granddaughters and I got uh, two daughters. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, knocking at them. But even they won't watch female basketball. I mean, they wouldn't, they wouldn't spend 30 seconds with it because how can a woman really give you the professional insight into she a can. game? It's just like a That's woman's... why I don't give a damn about UConn and Gino Oriyama winning 70 consecutive ball games. Who the hell cares? I don't give a damn. And see, what I don't understand, here's the other thing that really gets me. I don't understand how you can put a woman on a football game or a baseball game broadcasting. What inside knowledge do they have? They don't. They have tits. Oh, God. <laughs> God bless America. 
All right, Mr. McClain, we were talking seven days, my good friend. Uh, you take it care of yourself. Uh, peace, love, and uh, take two and hit the right. God, if somebody doesn't shoot us after this one, we'll be lucky. Tell me about it. He is Denny McClain. I'm Chad Kopic. This has been Two Angry Men brought to you by Chicago's premier suburban taxi service. There is only one way to go, and that is with American Taxi. Take good care. Once again, we'll speak to you in seven days. So long, everybody.